Welcome to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation with your host, Marianne Beckman-Berman. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Marianne the secrets of the sister sciences, yoga and Ayurveda. Now, here is Marianne. Welcome to today's episode of Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. I wanted to talk about headaches and these being basically a wake-up call. So according to an article, the Yoga International wrote, over 45 million Americans experience chronic recurring headaches. This is according to the National Headache Foundation. And 29.5 million suffer from rot migraines. And if you're one of those accustomed to popping pills for quick relief, why not consider the underlying cause from an Ayurvedic context? The Vaidyas, or the Ayurvedic doctors, the traditional healers, say that your headache is a great wake-up call. It gives you an opportunity to pay attention to your body, your mind, your emotions, even question perhaps what caused this pain. So every headache has a story to tell. In episode five, I want to share how Ayurveda classifies many headaches according to which dosha or the subtle energy principle is out of balance, the vata, the pitta, or the kapha. So after experiencing a migraine just yesterday and not feeling well, I would say that I've been, you know, doing my best to stay balanced this fall, given that I took a new assignment helping out at the school for two hours in the morning. And I've now put myself into a position where I'm certainly exposed to so many more germs, all the children who are coughing, um, who have runny noses. You know, um, <laughs> I I always thought I, I had this Wonder Woman um, health complex, you know, but um, I'm realizing as I stretch my stretch my limits and stretch my boundaries and put myself into different situations, I too am finding myself a bit out of balance because this is the, that is a testament to our health is when we can move from season to season, when we can move from one environment to another environment, when we can move from basically our summer-like weather and bypassing fall completely as we went, you know, um, into a, oh, upper 20, lower 30 degree day just yesterday with, with snow for Halloween. So I've been dealing with some pitta issues, as I mentioned in one of the earlier episodes where I was feeling a lot of that um, burning sensation in my stomach. I I resolve that actually within I mean within the next day or two and it it forced me to readjust my eating habits and making sure I was very very diligent with my daily routines and as happens in the fall when you have more of what we call the vata and you can be subject to being thrown kind of off balance where you're not as grounded. You kind of get carried away with that wind, with the air element and that space. 
And uh, I would say I haven't been as diligent. And I found myself on Monday just feeling exhausted after, you know, a weekend attending a birthday party with pizza and cake, <laughs> foods that are very, very common in our in our lives today. But sometimes I realize that those often contribute. You know, I can't blame that alone, but I I attribute, you know, a whole slew of um, actions that I did to really fall out of balance. Okay. So this balance or this imbalance that I fell into basically, you know, took me away from what I want to do. Monday, I was so exhausted. Um, I was feeling some tension in my eyes after working on the computer, you know, spending all this time um, trying to coordinate guests. And as, as an honor as it is, it's also, whew, it's definitely some work. And it's it's throwing me a little bit off balance until I get this new routine down. Okay, so today, please forgive me, um, you know, or please just understand that it's just me. And in this first segment, I'm going to talk more about the headaches. The second segment, I'm going to talk about the daily routines and how Ayurveda lists certain ones that can help bring about more health. And I'm going to let you know what I'm working on, some of my challenges, and perhaps encourage you to, you know, rethink some of your daily routines as well. In the last segment, I would like you to enjoy a complete relaxation. So if you're in a location where you can lie down on the floor, on your mat, perhaps even sit on the floor in a comfortable seated position, um, an opportunity to just, it, just to experience a relaxation that I found particularly helpful. So as I needed to spend the day in bed yesterday, you know, with, with a pounding headache, um, I knew that my headache, it was clearly in the front of my head and at my temples. My eyes were burning. The, the text that I wrote to my supervisor and my boss basically said, I need to stay home this morning as I had a rough day when I came home. I had some chills, the fever, the headache, and severe eye pain. This morning, slight fever, head tension. Okay, but as you can see, I, I honestly didn't know if I was going to have to call and cancel or just have somebody else fill in for today's show. But I will share some of the routines that I did to basically feel at least, I mean, I would say I'm at least 75% back to, to where I would be um, on a given day. Okay, so this headache that I had is classified as the pitta headache. And the pitta are the elements of fire predominantly and water is the secondary element associated with this pitta, P-I-T-T-A. And it, it pretty much starts in the temples. It spreads to the central part of your head, 
where you can trace this problem back to these pizza-related imbalances in the stomach and the intestines, such as acid indigestion, hyperacidity, or heartburn. It can also be attributed to unresolved anger or irritability. These pizza headaches are characterized by shooting, burning, piercing, penetrating pain, and may be associated with nausea, dizziness, and a burning sensation in the eyes. These symptoms are worsened by bright light, hot sun, high temperatures, or by eating sour fruits, pickles, spicy foods. So you may have experienced a migraine at one point or another in your life. And um, I think one of the classic signs that I see from what my husband has experienced was always the sensitivity to the light. And eventually, you know, the fact that you can't eat anything and it eventually leads to this nauseousness. So as I found myself not being able to eat, oh, and even though I have all these different herbs in my house, you know, I, I realize that I'm oftentimes the healer. I'm the one bringing the herbs and the remedies to, to others. But boy, when this happens to me and it, and it happens, you know, I, I think I, I think the last time I got sick was three years ago. So, you know, every, every couple years, I, I realize that I really don't have the energy to be boiling water and making an herbal concoction. Um, in all honesty, sometimes I don't even have the energy to um, boil hot water. Um, so I'm, I'm learning to have things, you know, handy that I can have as go-tos for, you know, emergencies. You know, and on the other hand, I also do like to test my immune system. Having learned Ayurveda in 2008 and 2009, again, it's not often that I get to experience all that I learned. So I, I do use it as an opportunity to just test my immune system, see how quickly I can bounce back. Um, and, and I wanted to mention that with the pitta headaches, what is recommended is eating the pitta pacifying foods like cucumbers, cilantro, those are cooling, and dates. It's recommended to take two tablespoons of aloe vera gel three times a day. And I actually I have been drinking aloe today. So I, I did not have a taste for anything yesterday. I probably would have, um, it, I don't think it would have stayed down. Okay. And interesting to note, when you, when you vomit in Ayurveda, you know, notice, notice what comes up. Oftentimes, you know, it's, it's clear that it's um, some of the undigested food you know, but this gives an indication if if there was some kind of sluggishness or heaviness, if something was blocked, you know, not allowing your food to digest properly and move from your stomach into your small intestine, you know, or in this case, if the pitta, by that time, usually you'll just see pretty much just nothing. And you can actually see 
just a little bit of a yellow greenish tinge to the sputum that's coming out. So even at goodness, even though I had the lights off and my eyes were burning, <laughs> I I forced myself to turn the light on in the bathroom so I could look and see and check the color because our output is absolutely one of the best ways for us to personally okay diagnose our own issues and i use that word diagnose because we know then when we see our own output we have that ability to change the input to affect further output okay so other recommendations for the pitta headaches are taking coconut oil on the soles of your feet and scalp so you can enjoy a more deep, rejuvenative sleep. Um, bless my husband. My husband long suffered from migraines. So before we were married, you know, he would probably have a migraine every week. I was, um, I'll admit, I am a former smoker. It was a birthday gift when I turned 33 that I vowed to quit. So it was a habit that I believe I picked up out of peer, peer pressure, um, leaving high school, going into college, okay? And goodness knows, that's, that's more um, vata. We can talk about that another day. But my husband had vowed that he was never going to marry a smoker. <laughs> and I had always wanted to quit. You know, so it was something I was going to do for myself. But I said, well, I'm not marrying somebody who suffers from these migraines and has headaches all the time and is basically bedridden. That's that's no way to 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 start a marriage. You know, I mean, we need to um, at least do our part for in, you know, in sickness and in health. So kind of honoring that health part. So my husband before he went to bed, and if I was still kind of just moaning, um, you know, it you can only lie down in bed so long to use all these different relaxation techniques to continue falling asleep. Um, I, I did have the thought, boy, I should pull out one of my um, Tylenol 3 pills from a, from a recent surgery. But knowing that that also makes me nauseous and I would prefer to be as natural as I could, I, I opted not. But my husband basically said, can I get you a, a cool washcloth? And oh my goodness, that did the trick. That put me into a deeper sleep for hours and with the cooler temperature in the room, I was able to you know, flip that washcloth around. Um, I didn't even care if my my pillow, my my pillowcase got wet. Um, I was just so grateful to have relief. Okay. So that explains the pitta headache, as my husband knew all about them. Um, I would say he even ended up in the hospital two times when he was involved in the clusters of migraines. So I, I see how serious it can be if you can't get yourself out of it. And I can say that when that happened, we were not yet married. I had not yet found Ayurveda. 
but I did I did sit with him in the emergency room um because I want to say at that time he had he was stuck for almost 9 days and he must have lost I don't know 10 pounds okay so the pitta headache pay attention to the headaches that you have that are throbbing pulsating and migrating in the back of your head that's what we call the vata headache so again, the headaches that are in the front toward the temples is the pitta. That's your fire element and water out of balance. The vata, that is the air in space element. You'll often find neck and shoulder tension, that back stiffness. And a lot of that is due to um, toxicity in the colon, like constipation. All right. And if you have any kind of unresolved fear, anxiety, it can also contribute to that type of vata headache. Okay. The other kind of headache, the kapha headache, that typically occurs in the winter or the spring. It may strike in the morning or the evening. It's accompanied by, by the congestion in the head. It's usually a dull, deep-seated pain that starts in the upper frontal area of the skull, moves down to the forehead, and creeps into the sinuses. Oftentimes, when you bend over, you'll get it. You'll you'll feel that pain in the head, and you'll also find that kapha headaches are associated with the sinus congestion the colds, the flus, the hay fevers, and other allergies. Okay, so I'll, I'll briefly talk more about those headaches when we come back and also share more of daily routines to get you back in balance. Stay tuned. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman-Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season.
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back as I'm discussing different headaches and remedies from an Ayurvedic perspective. So keep in mind that most headaches can be relieved using Ayurvedic remedies, but if you do have a headache that persists for more than a couple of days, if it's accompanied by fever, a stiff neck, if there's you know neurological problems, symptoms, blurred vision, difficulty with your speech, memory loss, numbness, weakness, you know, a whole variety of um things that that definitely question, you know, please make make sure that, you know, you see your doctor. Um, these are just some remedies that I personally do and I have recommended from to to clients for for simple diet and lifestyle um remedies. Okay. But, but always, always, you know, be, be mindful of your particular situation. So with a kapha headache, normally, and when you have that sinus congestion, um, my go-to is Cetopalati. Cetopalati, S-I-T-O-P-A-L-A-D-I, is one of my absolute favorite herbs. And it is my go-to when I have the kapha type of sinus congestion and if my nose were blocked. But with what I was experiencing Monday and Tuesday, I had no congestion whatsoever. My nasal passages were clear as can be. Um, it was not what I would consider to have been any kind of um, issue related to excess mucus. If anything, I noted the dryness. So when I thought of taking Cetopalati, because yes, that is that is actually a quick, easy remedy because you just need to take, say, a half a teaspoon or so with some honey. And um, but I knew that that would create more burning and would contribute to more of the burning sensation in my head and my eyes. Um, I actually thought boy, maybe I also need some new glasses because the eye sensation was incredible. Something that I I have never experienced with uh, migraines that I have experienced previously. And and I've only had a couple. So I'm I'm blessed, not like my husband. Um, but you know what? He too, if if he used to experience um one regularly, and at that time he would buy that hundred, that big bottle of Excedrin. And he would take them like it was candy. I, I can say that in the past 20 years, he he hasn't taken, you know, but a few. And he's really gotten to the to the root cause of his migraines. So he probably experiences them um if, if he has one a year now. Okay. So the Vata headaches with the air element and space element, oftentimes associated with the shoulder tension, the the neck stiffness, the the 
constipation. That one, um, you know, most of you won't have this at home, but there's this fruit called harataki. And harataki is from the from the Sanskrit word. I remember I had to write a paper on harataki during my Ayurveda class. And I can remember that harataki basically meant the remover of disease. <laughs> so it's a very powerful herb. There's this concoction called trifola, which is oftentimes used by people to make sure they have regular bowel movements. So of all the herbs, you know, trifola is one that is safer to use long-term um, because it's so important to have that bowel movement each morning. Okay. So trifola, harataki is one of the ingredients. Trifola, tri, three. Fala means fruit. So it's three fruits, which is this harataki, which is good for the vata, the bibitaki, which is good for the kapha, and the amalaki which is good for the pitta component. So trifala is considered what we what we term tridoshic in that it's generally um, safe for everybody because it has components addressing all three. But this is definitely where, you know, meeting with an Ayurvedic counselor, a practitioner, a doctor, a vaidya can help um, get you more specificity you know, because if you know you've got a pitta imbalance, you might need more of that amalaki. And in this case, with the vata being out of balance, the harataki. So that is something that you can simply, you know, and I have that. And I, all I would have had to have done if my headache was a vata headache, if I had enough energy, or if my husband were home, you know, he would certainly have done this for me too, is just boil one teaspoon of that harataki in a, in a cup of water and drink it. It's that simple. Even massaging your neck, if you have some vacha or calamus root oil. And another remedy is lying down with your nostrils parallel to the ceiling. So that basically means oftentimes you may need to lie on a bolster or a pillows, pillows so that it's not you're lying on your back, but you're lying and you're kind of rolling your spine so that your head is tilted and your nostrils are facing the ceiling. And if you can warm sesame oil and, you know, de definitely make sure you check the temperature either with your finger or recommended with a thermometer to make sure that you know it's it's at a comfortable temperature and if you can just put five drops of this lukewarm sesame oil in each nostril it's a very calming nausea treatment nausea is a nail a nasal oil therapy so believe it or not yesterday i can't believe i actually forgot to use my nausea oil in the morning um i mean you think you have all of these routines set, <laughs> but um, the daily routines, this is basically considered to be the foundation of Ayurveda. And 
I'll admit it would be wonderful if if all of us can can learn like this growing up, but oftentimes our own situations, if you have an injury, if you have an illness, you know, if you have a change in in lifestyle routines, your your entire daily routine does get shifted. And I use the daily routine, I mean, as often as I can. And I'm going to say some of the things I pretty much have down pat. I was surprised, like I mentioned, that I did not put this oil in my nose yesterday because that's that's really where um, I feel something triggered when I was at school. I also had my hair in a ponytail as I was um, dressed up as a dance instructor as best I could. So I I honestly probably had my hair too tight, which which also contributed to it. So there, there's a bunch of stuff. But the elements of a daily routine, waking up at the same time. So are you somebody who wakes up Monday through Friday at one time, and then your weekend is on another schedule? Or can you find a consistent schedule seven days a week? And perhaps, you know, giving yourself, as as I'm doing now, I'm giving myself a little bit of a window. So I'm striving. I'm striving for that day when I can live in a location to be able to watch the sunrise every day. Um, but until that time, <laughs> I'm making the best. And and if I can wake up, you know, say 5.30, if I can give myself a good hour before I have to leave right now in the morning, um, I'm finding that that gives me, you know, some time. And it's better than waking up and having to literally just leave. So ideally, I will up my time to even 5 a.m. So 4 a.m. is my ultimate goal, you know, but until I can start waking up at 4 a.m., um, I, I have to learn to go to bed. And a lot of my life still happens, <laughs> you know, after those, in the evening. I am pretty much in bed 9, 10 p.m. So I can't say that I I succumb to a lot of the pressures in my 50s that I did when I was in my 20s. It certainly does become easier. But waking up at the same time is of utmost importance. It absolutely, it helps kind of just get your body and your mind set in a rhythm. And you begin your daily activities with, with more peace. Always, since learning about tongue scraping, I always scrape my tongue in the morning, brush my teeth. I'm getting better with swishing, with my oil pulling. And shame on me, until I had two wisdom teeth pulled recently, you know, even I didn't take that seriously, okay? So sometimes we need to fall off the wagon and experience a little bit of suffering before we heed our wake-up call. Drinking warm water in the morning. I will admit that I am not drinking, okay, I'm drinking room temperature water, not warm water. So I should, I should perhaps 
see what happens as we move into the fall and or if we're in the fall and winter here, but just drinking more warm water. Okay. And usually I am drinking tea after my shower, after a lot of, you know, my, my meditation, but I'm not drinking it upon waking. And if I haven't mentioned that already, you know, please make sure that you do scrape your tongue. If you don't have a tongue scraper, you can always use the back of a spoon and simply take the spoon to the back of your tongue as far back as is comfortable and push it down and just slide it forward. And you may need to do that 7, 10, 14 times and notice the coating. If there's a thick white coating, if it's watery, if there's what we call AMA, this undigested, unassimilated food stuff coated on your tongue, and, and you can pay attention to that seasonally. So this is a part of the morning routine. All right, I, I mentioned I'm working on oil pulling. So within the next, I would say, week, I would like to report back that I have oil pulled every single day. All right. Right now, I'm probably doing it five days a week. So I'm noticing it easier to do with my Monday through Friday schedule. And again, just being sick um, yesterday and even today, it was nothing. I, 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 I couldn't fathom doing it this morning, not feeling well. I mean, I, I did brush my teeth, but I just didn't have the energy to, to swoosh. And then the other morning routine, rinsing your face, your mouth, and your eyes. So a splash of cool water, very soothing, rejuvenating to your face, your mouth, and your eyes, bringing a sense of freshness. The other thing that we stress in Ayurveda is a morning bowel movement. Each morning, that is the sign of a healthy digestive system. If you are not eliminating daily, be sure your diet includes plenty of fluids and fiber. And to support regular bowel movements, if needed, this is where um, that trifola is recommended at night. Um, for those of you who have pets and children with diapers, you know, imagine, imagine if, if, if they didn't have a bowel movement, okay? Oftentimes I do find that people take better care of others and their pets than themselves. And even if you're not eliminating first thing in the morning, just pay attention to if you're able to eliminate on your own or if that urge to eliminate needs to you know, be with coffee, for instance. Um, maybe it's with exercise, okay? Ayurveda recommends, or yoga actually, and Ayurveda recommends the sun salutations to begin your day. After you eliminate, how about doing a self-massage? We use that term abhyanga, which means loving hands massage, the sense of touch air lubrication, nasal lubrication. Ayurveda is about the senses. Consciousness resides at the city of the senses, the ears, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the sense of touch. Oil, oil goes a long way at just 
keeping us supple, keeping us nourished, not drying out. So if you have time in the morning, if you have time to warm a little oil on your stove, perhaps even a candle warmer, sesame oil is considered tridoshic, good for all three, vata, pitta, kapha, and you know, just rubbing your joints, rubbing your long bones before you take a shower. Okay. And taking a few drops of warm oil in your ears and putting a few drops of the warm sesame oil in your nose. After lubricating or after um, oiling the body, that is when you shower. You cleanse, you bring energy, alertness, and rinsing your skin with warm water generally is enough to remove all that excess oil. Okay, um, this is now when you do your practice, your self-enhancing practice. So whether you meditate whether you do pranayama, your breathing techniques, yoga, whether you pray, you journal, you know, or even maybe this is when you walk your dog. But that is the other time. So I need to work on perhaps doing my oiling and my showering before I do my meditation and my yoga. So right now I wake up, I clean my face, my tongue, brush my teeth, eliminate. And then I typically am doing my yoga and my meditation. So when we come back, we're going to go ahead and experience a complete relaxation. And I'm going to encourage you to see if this is something you want to incorporate into your daily routine. So stay tuned for more with Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, located near O'Hare Airport in Des Plaines, Illinois, offers cost-effective, holistic services in person, online, or at your location. From modern-day Ayurvedic pulse assessments, diet and lifestyle counseling, yoga and meditation classes, Healthy Spirals empowers you to make healthier lifestyle choices day by day, season by season. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Spiral in healthier directions together. Join Marianne Beckman-Berman on your mat or in your chair for an hour on Zoom for 10 weeks each season. Classes include Ayurvedic tips, yoga poses, breathing exercises, and meditation. The fall series runs Monday, October 2nd through December 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Just $10 each class. Join anytime. Visit HealthySpirals.com to register. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. Have a question for Marianne or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Welcome back as I share the elements of Ayurveda's daily routines. I mentioned that I would like to try doing my oiling and showering before I do my meditation and my yoga and see how that goes. Honestly, I think the reason why I have it that way is is simply because sometimes my husband is in the shower at that time and we do only have one bathroom, you know, so we do what we have to do. And if I find that um, that's what I need to continue to do, um, it's better to have a meditation and have, uh, even if it's just a few yoga poses, just to stretch in the morning, then, you know, be be so focused on the order in which you're doing it. One of my big challenges always is eating regularly. So that is something that, boy, when I'm in, when I'm balanced, I eat my oatmeal in the morning. I eat uh, my largest meal for lunch, and I eat a smaller meal come dinner time. And I pretty much go in waves where we do have three meals a day, and then something happens where, you know, maybe we're down to two meals. And sometimes it's fend for ourselves. <laughs> but luckily that that doesn't happen as often. And and I and I strive. So bless bless all you parents out there who who actually are able to, you know, provide a meal, three meals a day, every day. I've I've mentioned that to my nephew before, you know, God bless your parents. They you mean to tell me that your mom makes you a meal? every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Holy cow. (laughs) So classic, when you hear this, that would be more of that classic vata. Pittas, the fire elements, when that fire element is so strong, the fire element eats. They, they They can't miss a meal. They will literally eat your arm off, okay, if they don't eat. But the vata because the vatas can get carried away with all of their activities, with all the movement, even that sense of hunger, you know, they, they really need to t- tune in because they may be hungry one day at eight in the morning. The next day, they may not be hungry until noon. The next day, they can go all day and not even eat until 2 p.m. or 4 p.m. So we know that that vata is at the root of imbalance, as are all of these doshas going away from, you know, their their initial, oh, level. And that, oh gosh, is, a, is another subject for another day. Your dosha, by the way, 
was determined in your proportion of your vata, your pitta, your kapha, or your proportion of the elements, the space, the air, the fire, the water, the earth, was all determined at the moment of your conception. And so someone's level of pitta may certainly be different than another's level of pitta. Same thing. If you hear of somebody who says, I mainly kapha, it's all relative to each and every um, unique individual. So eating regular meals, eating regular meals. How do you do on this? Are you somebody who eats breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the same times? And you can see when you've got a... A regular job, oftentimes your lifestyle and what you're doing can 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 force you to be more regular. You know, kids in school, they have their snack time, their lunch time. They really become accustomed to having these dedicated meal times. But oftentimes as they move and as they age, I know when I went to college, I certainly was all over the place. Even though we had a a dorm or um, the cafeteria with set meal times, I know that I seldom ate breakfast. I oftentimes didn't eat on the weekends. Okay, so just look and and be aware of what you can do to regulate your meal times better. Doesn't matter where we are, what age we are, we can all kind of look within. Are you snacking between meals? Are you eating a large enough breakfast that can last until lunchtime? Are you eating a large enough noon meal or when the sun is the highest? Are you eating enough to last you, you know, through to the supper time? And if you find that you've got a higher digestive fire, you know, and you tune into your appetite, you may need some more snacks, but if you've got the low digestive fire, if you have not previously cooked and digested the meal that you ate earlier, it's not recommended to to just put more to put more food to put more in. Okay, so paying attention to regular meals if there's any kind of excessive snacking because that can weaken the digestive fire. One of the trip one of the or one of the um tips that I learned from an ayurvedic doctor at one time was given the fact that he noticed in America how many of us run out and pick up food even if we're ordering, you know, what we would consider to be healthier food and we run out and pick up the food, we might snack. We might snack on something while we're driving home in the car. And then by the time we get home, you know, we are going to enjoy the rest of the meal. So after learning how, you know, we really only have digestive enzymes for about 15 minutes or so. And as soon as we take that first bite, even if we're in the car and say we have a 10 minute drive home, even a 15 minute drive home, you know, we're, we're literally wreaking havoc on our own systems. So learning that piece of advice just helped me never. I can remember even picking up a pizza sometimes and I would be so hungry. Oh my goodness. And just opening up (laughs) that box of pizza just to eat that corner or the edge. You know, it's easy enough to eat in the car. But once I learned 
how that actually weakens your digestive fire in the long run and and and, and to try to eat your meal within that 15 minutes time um it it really helped go a long way so i'm on this journey with with all of you if if you're new to ayurveda because regardless of um you know how long you've practiced for for me not growing up this way it's it's a lifelong journey and having only been in this now for 15 years i i'm a i'm a little bit kinder to myself and let's see where i'm at 50 years of doing this okay in addition to eating regular meals favor warm cooked meals Focus on eating without distraction. And in the evening, same thing. Try to regulate your dinner time and your bedtime. You've all heard about being mindful of your screen time, winding down beforehand. So pay attention to your bedtime activities and, and just simply, you know, use, use today's conversation to just Take note and see what comes up as you move through your day, through your week, through your routines as to where you might improve. Because oftentimes, you know, we, we know, we know that there is always room for improvement and, and sometimes just hearing someone else go through the same situation can, can, um, can inspire us too. So I'm hoping that, you know, I can inspire you to just foster changes slowly but surely. And right now, I want you to just find a comfortable position. This is the complete relaxation. So just for five minutes, if you're able to close your eyes, provided you're not driving, walking, you're in a safe place where you can sit. If you're able to close your eyes, please do. And just allow your attention to move through your head, your face. Bring your awareness to the top of your head. Relaxing your forehead, your eyebrows, your eyes your cheekbones, your nostrils. Be aware of your breath at the nostrils. Feel the air coming in and out. And allow those breaths to continue coming in and out through the nostril, but feel it all the way in the abdomen. As you exhale, pull your navel all the way to your spine, breathing out through your nose. And as you inhale, allow that abdomen to expand. Continue bringing the breath up through the ribs. Fill the tops of the lungs and exhale with, with effort, 
bring that navel all the way to the back of the body and feel the air come back out through the nostrils. Relax your neck and your throat. Relax your shoulders, arms, your elbows, wrists, hands. Relax your fingers, your fingertips. Move your attention back from your fingertips all the way up to your shoulders. Concentrate on the center of the chest. Exhale, inhale. Relax your stomach your lower back, your hips, your thighs, your calves, your shins, your ankles. Relax your heels your feet, your toes. Exhale as if your whole body is exhaling. Inhale as if your whole body is inhaling. As you exhale, let go of any tension, any worries, anxieties, and inhale in a sense of peace and relaxation. Bringing your awareness back to your nostrils, breathe in and out. Observe the darkness what it is that you see with closed eyes and slowly open your eyes, taking a breath, feeling refreshed, renewed, more calm. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation, learning to listen to any imbalances that you get as a wake-up call. Namaste. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Healthy Spirals Yoga Ayurveda Meditation. We hope you've learned how you can lead a spiritually, mentally, and emotionally healthful life. Until next week, namaste. Namaste.